All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show, Like Machines vocalist and guitarist, Andrew Evans. What is up, Andrew? Hey, Brad. How's it going? I'm doing great. First and foremost, um, thanks for coming on the show, and also congratulations on the uh, these, these latest two singles you guys released as Like Machines. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, let's get into this. So... I guess before I want to before I want to touch on the new singles, I want to I want to I want you to take me back a little bit for my listeners and give me a little background on you. Like, what was it? What was it that got you into music, and how old were you? Um, I was ten years old, and well, you know, of course, my parents. You know, I grew up listening to REM and Tom Petty and Pearl Jam because you know my parents liked those kinds of bands, but. Um, Actually, our my, Like Machines bass player Tanner Hendon, as uh, mm-hmm. uh, we grew up together, went to school together, and uh, oh, I was, you know, he's he's two years older than me, so he was kind of a little bit ahead of me, and things like music and you know, cool stuff. Um, I think I was ten years old, and he introduced me to. Um, he and his brothers <laughs> introduced me to Guns N' Roses. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and I was like, what the hell is yeah. this? Uh, and, you know, I was just hooked. Uh, so, yeah. So when you were first introduced to Guns N' Roses, have you picked up a guitar yet, or was that like the beginning of it all, where you just started learning how to play guitar? Um I had picked up a guitar. My mom had a uh, classical guitar sitting around. Mm-hmm. I played that some. You know, I was super into like James Bond, so I learned the James Bond theme oh, cool. song. And, um, but my sister actually wanted to play guitar for me, so she actually had an electric guitar um, that she kind of played. And then I was like, then I started playing it, and I, you know, and then. Guns, you know, Tanner introduced me to Guns N' Roses, and I was like, "Oh my God! Well, here we go." Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Now, are you are you a self-taught guitar player, or did you take lessons along the way? Um, it started out self-taught. I took a couple of lessons um, in Atlanta, and then when I was uh, fifteen, I took some classical classical guitar mm-hmm. classes. Yep. Um, for like fifteen to eighteen. Um, but I don't know how to read music or, you know, I just yeah. did everything by ear, but, but, you know, I know some of the stuff that from those classes. Um, so yeah, it's kind of half and half, I guess. All right. So what about the vocals that when when did you start singing? Um, I actually started singing when I was about 13 or 14 or mm-hmm. maybe even 12, but I, I remember, um, uh, I also grew up listening and loving Collective Soul, and there was a band that went on tour with Collective Soul called Need to Breathe. Okay. Uh, and they have a really cool vocalist, and my, my mom would always listen to their CDs. Like, she'd come pick us, home, pick us up home, or pick us up from school, and she'd be listening to that, you know, their CD, and then she'd run into a store, and I'd be in the car by myself, and I would sing with the CDs that she would have in the car. Mm. So it kind of just started like that. Um, and then I started to learn and sing and play uh, Collective Soul songs. Yeah. And then, and then on and on. 
I have uh, Collective Soul coming back on my podcast show in a few weeks. Oh, cool. Uh, I had Johnny Rab on last summer, mm-hmm. and I got their bass player coming up this uh, no, Ju- July 12th, I think. Oh, awesome. Well, tell Will I said hey. Yeah, I will, man, because you know, I saw you guys in concert. How I got hooked, how I became a fan of you guys, I saw you open up for Collective Soul in Brandon, Mississippi. Oh, awesome, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a that was, uh, that was, um, that was a fun show. It was kind of interesting because there was, like, everybody was sitting down and stuff, but it, it was, the, it was the, so the crowd was terrible. Are you kidding me? I was so pissed off at that. I mean, yeah, you're okay, it was, you know, but I mean, yeah, it was, it was, I was, I felt your pain, believe me. I, I mean, there was a few people that would sit with me, and we were all like, what the freak, man? These guys are killing, you guys are blowing the freaking roof off this place, and there's a lot of people sitting down. But anyway, I enjoyed the fuck out of it, though. I mean, I've been, I've been a fan ever since, because it's such a unique, you guys bring a really, you guys bring a different sound, man. I mean, it, 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 there's some throwback stuff in there a little bit, but your vocals, as a matter of fact, Tanner said, to me, because I had Tanner on my show a few months ago, right after mm-hmm. right after your, the Kaiser release. Um, oh, cool! And Tanner said that one of the, one of one of the more challenging things is sometimes to harmonize with you because your voice is so different. It's it's it's, it's um it's, he meant that in a complimentary way though because it was, yeah, your, your yeah. voice is so unique. Um, so yeah, good stuff, man. Awesome. All right, so I have a few questions uh, that I'll pepper in here from social media because I, I, sure. I put you guys. Out of my social media, and, and you had some fans that wanted to jump in here. So um, this this young lady's name is Mary from San Antonio, Texas. She wants to know what is your favorite kind of guitar to play, and what are your favorite strings and amps? Um, I play Gibson Les Pauls. Oh yeah. Um, you know, slash, of course. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, and I play Daddario uh, eleven gauge strings. Yep. Not the like. NYX or whatever that kind of more expensive brand of it is, just the normal. Yeah, Adario Elevens. Um, and what was the other well, amp- amplif- amp- amplifiers? Oh, um, I, I actually play. It's a custom. This guy out of um, Atlanta, Georgia, makes them. Um, but it's basically a uh, Marshall Plexi. So I love. Uh, yeah, the Marshall. Yeah. It's the classic Les Paul Marshall. That's what I love, that kind of sound. It's a great one-two punch, man. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, so um, when I saw you guys, you guys were called the Stir. I'm sure you've addressed this question a million times, but I, I had a few mm-hmm. people ask me. So you changed this to the, the, the name from the Stir to Like Machines, which I love that name. Um, I guess how's the transition been? Because it's basically been a brand change. Not, not, right. a, not so much musically. I mean, you guys still... Although I think the last two singles are were a little different uh, in a, in a much better way. I love your old stuff too, but the new new songs got my head spinning. I want to break stuff and I listen to it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So how's that gone? How's it changed and the brand changed and how's it, how, how's that gone so far? Uh, it's gone. It's gone good. Um, especially you know since the ball's gotten rolling. At first it was a little tough, you know, because it was like yeah we didn't want to. Uh, change the name of course but we understood that we it was a good decision to do so um so so, you know from getting beyond the uh the you know pain and and doing that yeah uh it's been easy since then you know it's like at first it was like oh man but you know once it was like okay well this is cool and you know 
we uh, had a different drummer play on the Stirs EP release, and now we have Chaney uh, playing drums for us, um, and he's recording on this record. Um, and, you know, like you said, the music is kind of, you know, taking a new direction as well, so it kind of made sense. Yeah. To, um, to do this and, and the name Like Machines is actually comes from uh, a song from the Stir yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a Stir song that we will have on the album and we're gonna release but um, but yeah the song I mean, not the song the, the name Like Machines I like I like it better than the Stir although I did like the Stir but I like the, I like like the mach- Like Machines because it's a little, it's a little ambiguous, so it's kind of like it leaves a little bit of a mystery there, and people are thinking about it. And I think that's good when you have people thinking about stuff when it comes to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that, that's what I really like about it. Thank you. All right, so the first release since becoming Like Machines was a song called Kaiser. Um, I guess I want to know what the meaning of the song is for the listeners, and also what, whose idea was it? What was the thinking behind doing the? I guess it's about ninety-five percent animation. There's a couple little mm-hmm. yeah. little pieces in there inside the TV set where, you, where we see you guys live. Um, but talk about that. Um, well, the song Kaiser is kind of um, you know it's about war. Yeah, it's um, kind of supposed to present uh, the idea that war has been around in human history and it's going to continue to be around so um, you know it's not so much um, a thing like anti-war or pro-war or it's just saying here's this thing and um, you know take basically, it basically just laying out the facts it's how right. I see it Right. It's not a pro or against anything. It's just right. a matter of you just talking about history and, and prob- probable future. Right. Yeah, it's great. What about the animation? Whose idea was that? Did make it an animated video? Um, well, Tanner and I were talking to our manager, Darren. Um, and I think Darren kind of presented the idea like it would be cool to do that kind of thing. And then um, he kind of sent... Uh, kind of a bunch of animators reels. Yep. Uh, and so we looked at a bunch of reels and um, we chose Jonathan Stearns. Um, his kind of cut out stop, you know, animation we thought uh, was very unique and went along with the song pretty well. So, um, and, you know, we talked to him and he was on board and kind of, uh, you know, really into the song and idea. So kind of, you know, worked out really well. Yeah, it's really good. And if anybody out there who's listening to this podcast, which there will be many, um, I encourage you to watch this video because it's, it's, well, first of all, the song makes you want to speed and break shit. Like, I mean, that, and, and then the animation's great too, man. So check that out. So now the new song uh destitute is sick i mean it's <laughs> i thought kaiser was good which it is but when i heard this song i was like oh shit and i've been plugging you guys too because my boy d schneider from twisted sister 
Um, I've been feeding him you guys your stuff, man, for like weeks now. So he'll listen to it. He's a big monster. Yeah, you ever hear that band Monster Truck? Yeah. Yeah, D. D Snyder's a huge Monster Truck fan. So I've been like, yo, all right, if you like Monster Truck, you got to like these guys too, man. So I've been pumping them, you guys, your, your, your songs. So, Thanks, man. Oh, of course, of course. So talk about Destitute. Um, what's the backstory there? Um, Destitute is... Um I, you know, I went to I, I I went to San Francisco a few times. Yeah, I'm from Atlanta, so um, I'm around a lot of big cities a lot, um, especially touring and stuff. So you see, you know, a lot of dichotomy within these big cities, and um, uh, you, you know, it's. it's it's kind of about you know same idea as Kaiser not trying to you know pressure an idea or a mindset but just try to draw awareness yeah. and questioning to something right um like homelessness um it's really bad it's getting worse too in a lot of the major cities right um especially in Atlanta and San Francisco it's very visible yeah, um, Los Angeles is out of control. Yeah, uh, which is you know that's not a bad thing. That's visible. It's just it's interesting that uh, you know a lot of the homelessness is you know they're you know it's near like these huge banking buildings or yeah. stadiums and you know things like that. So it's it's, it's an interesting um, perspective. Yeah, it is. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of what the uh, origin of the song is. Yeah, it's great. And I really like how you guys approach this because, again, getting back to what we were talking about, you're not telling anybody how to think, I mean, as far as what sides to take or whatever. It's not political per se, but it is shedding light on reality of things. That's what I like about it. All right, so another question from social media. Um, cool. About my buddy, he's actually a, uh, a Navy shipmate of mine, a former Navy awesome. veteran. Yep, he wants. To, he, and when I turned him on to you guys too, man, that was a huge Like Machines fan, by the way. And that's, that's a fact. Great. Yep. Um, so he wants to know what's the band have in store as far as touring goes. Will you guys hit the road again in 2019 this year? Um, yeah, we got a couple of uh, shows on the books for 2019. We're working on some more. Um, I don't know that I can say right now right. the dates or who yeah, is with cool. just because all that. But we, we do have some shows planned, and um, we have even bigger touring plans for 2020. So uh, nice. um, there is some, some stuff in the works. Nice little teaser there. 2020, <laughs> man. Look out. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I grew up back in the days when, like, bands put out albums and their record companies would promote and, and send them on tour man the music industry's changed like massively and it's like so many more just going by dropping you know it's all digital now and 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 so bands are going more towards just dropping singles one at a time and then hitting the road do you guys like my uh, the band la guns they're like a ni early 90s uh, they're still doing their thing they just released a cd they even put it on vinyl they even went vinyl with some of their stuff um, so what 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 are your thoughts on that? And will like machines but put out a, a full album or a full record anytime soon? 
Yeah, we are like you know these these singles that we're releasing uh, eventually will be yeah compiled into a, a collection an album, um, and you know I hope it gets put on vinyl. Um, it'll definitely be you know CD and yeah. streaming, uh, but it'd be cool to see it on vinyl. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, we we do have um, those things in the works as well. Awesome. Totally. Looking forward to that. So as I touched on earlier, I saw you guys with Collective Soul. Um, mm-hmm. How'd that tour go? Any 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 plans on jamming with them guys again? Or you mentioned you were friends with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Ed really well. They, that tour went really well. We um, um, we did. I think it's like six shows with them. Yeah, uh, up in the northeast and and one in Canada, um, and those went really well. And then yeah, we did Brandon, Mississippi, and Huntsville, Alabama. So they they went great. Um, yeah, there was a few of them that were sold out. All of them had great crowds. Um, and we loved playing with those guys. The first time we played with them was at a small place in, in Atlanta called Smith's Old Bar. Yep. Um, I think sold out like 350 well of course it sold out but it was like 350 people in there so it was small for them Uh, so that was cool Um, and they announced a show in Atlanta later this year so maybe we can get on that I hope so yeah that'd be Uh, awesome but you know we'll see what happens alright one more social media and I'll, I'll I'll let you go here a few minutes I got a couple more questions and we'll wrap it up um, sure. So uh, this this young lady Elizabeth, I actually know her personally too. Some of my friends get personal line privileges. Uh, awesome. <laughs> she she lives up in New York, and she wants to know who writes the majority of the band's music. Is it you? Is it is there are the bandmates involved also in that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's me. I I write. Nice. Most of the uh, most of the songs and come up with uh, you know, the riffs and. Conceptions and all that kind of stuff, and then uh, bring them to Tanner, and we'll kind of, um, you know, flesh it out into a nice, nice little song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice little song that makes you want to break shit. <laughs> all right, so going back to the stir for a second here. Um, actually, one of my favorite songs. You might be surprised by this as much as I've been talking about breaking stuff. Is musket? <laughs> that song musket yeah. was stuck in my head for like two weeks, dude. I ain't lie to you. I promise awesome. you, the chorus was stuck in my freaking head for like two weeks. Um, and I and I want to know, like, what was the thinking behind the song? Um, it's, it's it's like a I don't know. I, I hate to say it's a ballad per se. It's really not, but it's a slower, it's a more chill kind of a song. Though. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of another kind of you know uh, I was looking again at kind of society and war, mm-hmm. um, but it was uh, and it, it doesn't really again it, it's not trying to take a side mm-hmm. per se, but um, it's you know the chorus says I won't trade a musket for my mind. Um, you know, and you can kind of take that yeah. in many ways. 
Uh, but yeah, it's kind of, um, I was talking to some people just about things of that nature. That, that kind of sparked the thought in my head for the song idea. So yeah. All right, two more things. Um, mm-hmm. one, one more social media question. This is from Lewis from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, this is actually a pretty cool question. I liked it. He said, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy creating a song, building it, putting it together, or do you mm-hmm. perform more performing the song once it's over with? Man, it's so... Um, that's a great question. They're so... They're such different worlds. I know. Um... You know, I love, of course, uh, you know, I've started writing songs before I, before performing them. Um, it's just a different feeling, kind of, you know, um, yeah. constructing a song and, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a totally different feeling. It's, it's, when you get that, like, that spark of inspiration, um, uh-huh. It's it's very kind of you know it's very uplifting. It's very you feel like you're, you could just fly away, um, and you feel like the when you're performing too. But it's more it's more intense and in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's got to be a great feeling when you have thousands of people singing your lyrics too, man. <laughs> It is great. It is a great feeling. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's 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 hard to say which one is is I like better. Yeah, it's a tough. It is a tough question because it's it's really it's two different monsters. I mean, creating and then and then performing that creation. It's like two different. It's almost like two different worlds. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is. Um, yeah. You know, because sometimes the construction of a song can take months you know um mm-hmm. and playing live you know you, you you play the song that it took months to construct in three and a half minutes <laughs> um yeah so i mean it, it obviously feels great to let that emotion out that you were feeling when you were writing that song yeah um so you know it's it's, it's tough to say. That's a great question. Yep, good question. All right, last thing I got for you. Now, I, this is the reason why I'm bringing this up because I've seen, I've seen this mentioned a couple times on on your YouTube videos like in the comment section. Mm-hmm. But then I actually saw a couple of people on Twitter make the same comparison, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm seeing people comparing your vocals with Dave Mustaine from Megadeth a little bit. Yeah, um, have you I've have you seen that? that? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. What are your th- What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's I think it's great. Um, yeah, it's I, not a bad comparison. I appreciate it, but it's funny because I ne- I didn't grow up listening, and I didn't really ever listen to like you know that big four like Metallica, Megadeth, yeah. Anthrax. Those I can't remember the other one right now. But you know, I, yeah, I didn't. I never really you know I know some of their stuff, but I didn't. I never really got too into all that stuff. So I think it's kind of funny. Um, but I appreciate it. It's a great comparison, and, it's, and it is. I mean, well, I think what you're trying to say is that you weren't you weren't trying to copy anybody. So you you, just, you have an authentic voice. It just happens to coincidentally sound like David Payne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, man, I had a blast doing this. Before I let you go, though, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners, all the Like Machine fans, and all the soon-to-be fans out there of you guys where they can follow you on social media, where they can buy your music and your merchandise and all things like that. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, uh, you can follow us on social media at Like Machines ATL, um, and then our website is www.lifemachinesmusic.com. And our stores on there and stuff. Um, and we're going to be re- releasing more music in, in the coming months. So, uh, so yeah. Well, Mick, I, I, again, thanks so much for doing this. I had a lot of fun. I hope I can get you back on the show once we got some new stuff to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I hope so too. Thank you very much.